Underdog Collectibles is an online shop run for collectors by collectors. Join them every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night as they break new products, talk sports, and hopefully you'll pull a great hit to add to your collection. Visit them at www.udogcollect.com and tell them Waxpack Hero sent you. Remember, always bet on the underdog. You're listening to the Waxpack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Today I want to do a review of my experience using Starstock.com. Now you've heard me talk about Starstock for several months now, and I had some conversations with them early on when they approached me. And I, as part of that, I wanted to make sure that I had direct experience as a user. And I didn't want to just talk about the site or promote the site without actually being a user on the site. And so I sent in an initial submission of around 100 cards or so before the site actually launched. Now only about half of those cards ended up making it onto the site due to their eventual decision to limit the number of sets which would be listed. During that pre-launch phase when they were looking for submitters, you know, they made it clear that they're only looking for rookie cards and prospect cards of current players. They didn't want the full wide breadth of cards that exist in the hobby. They wanted to put a little bit of a focus on rookie and prospect cards of current players, but initially they didn't have specific set restrictions. And so I had sent in um, some rookie cards that ended up being from some sets that, that they felt like they didn't want to Um, support widely at least initially and so that's why only about half of those original 100 cards made it live for launch it was a little bit annoying but i understand that operating decision Um, if i would have known that in in advance i probably wouldn't have even sent those cards in to begin with It, it makes sense to me you know they're trying to keep the site clean and focused on some of the most popular products and so i understand why they have those rules in place And I hope maybe at some point that they change those and broaden that, uh, the number of sets that they accept for these rookie and prospect cards. But but that anyway, that's the case as it is today. The submission guidelines today are are really clear though. So if you go into the submit cards section of their site, there should be no question about if the the cards you're wanting to submit are part of the cards that are are currently accepted. So, So don't let that keep you from from potentially submitting cards if that's something that you're interested in. Now once my cards were added to my collection, that's what it's called on the site is your collection instead of a portfolio or your inventory, it's called collection. Once I had them on there, it was fairly easy and straightforward to price them. I got them all priced and started actually making sales within the first day or so. One of the things that I might suggest though for future enhancement is adding a view that shows all of my unpriced cards on one page. Right now when new cards get added to the site they're all kind of jumbled in with the rest of your collection and so you kind of have to look through and identify kind of using an icon to see which cards are priced and which cards are unpriced. It'd be nice if that was all filtered out on one page. Maybe that's one of the future enhancements that could be worked in. 
you know, when you only have a handful of cards, 100 or 200 cards, it's not that big of a deal. But for some folks who maybe are submitting 500, 1,000, or 2,000 or more cards, it could get a little bit cumbersome to try to navigate and, and identify those new submissions, those unpriced cards from the ones that have already been priced. But overall, it was fairly easy and straightforward, especially for your initial submission to get to your card, see which card you're dealing with, and ultimately go in and price that card. Now, I've received several questions about how long it takes for submissions to be processed. And initially, I didn't really have an answer since my first submission was sent in pre-launch. And so it was part of that whole pre-launch window where the site was in the final touches of being built and the initial cards were being loaded. Well, I sent in a second submission at the end of June because the first one had done so well. And I will say it took two to three weeks for those cards to start popping up. I don't know how big of a staff they have doing these orders and processing, but it did take a couple weeks. I know they're continuing to get more and more submissions, some small submissions and some pretty large submissions. So I think they're continuing to refine their process. Right now, it's still in that two to three week window, all things being equal they're still doing processing. Uh, it's a little bit quicker than some of the, the time that it takes to get processing done on ComC at this point because of ComC's impact on COVID, or maybe I should say COVID's impact on ComC. So, so far overall, to sum up the submission process, I've been pretty happy with the time that it takes. I've been pretty happy with the sales results for the cards that I've been able to submit. I do wish I had the opportunity to submit a few more cards from some of the current sets that they um, aren't currently supporting. That would be my, my one thing about submitting cards. Next, I wanted to test flipping cards purchased directly on the site. That's been a huge area of success for me on ComC, and so I wanted to see how that would look on StarStock. And my initial thoughts were mixed. Buying a card is quick and easy however early on it was a little bit cumbersome to reprice it for sale that's been improved significantly over the last few weeks and while they don't yet have kind of that one click buy and reprice functionality that exists on comc which makes it a piece of cake to flip cards on comc it's still pretty easy and straightforward to do it on starstock it used to be a little more cumbersome. There were quite a few clicks that had to be put in place in order to buy it then to go back in and reprice it. Now the way the site navigates and, and maybe the way the site works, it brings you right back to that page to be able to, to have another click and reprice. And so it's really not that bad. Um, definitely one of the things that's improved over the last few weeks as they've, as they've launched. So that was a little bit about maybe the logistics or the flow of flipping cards. But what we all really care about are what are the results? What are those sales results? What are At the end of the day, how much money are you making from flipping cards? And has that been a viable strategy on StarStock? And I would say from, from a flipping sales perspective, it's been fantastic. The minimum listing price on StarStock is $0.10. Cents. And I had success buying and flipping those min-priced cards. You know, I've bought dozens of cards at this point for ten cents a piece, and have repriced them for a quarter to fifty cents a piece, depending on what it is. 
and I've had some pretty good results. I don't know that I've sold all of those cards yet that I've I've bought and and flipped, but or I bought to flip, but I have sold quite a few. I am seeing a lot of those low end sales. And one of the other things I try to do is is test out flipping some of the uh, more mid-priced cards as well. Um, for instance, I bought several John Collins Prism Red, White, and Blue Parallels for I think it was eight or nine bucks each and was basically able to double my money on those um, within a couple weeks. I currently am up to over 100 cards in my inventory and to be honest, it's been a challenge to maintain inventory at that level because the cards are selling so fast. My initial results have been pretty successful and I think it makes sense to take advantage of this current environment of no submission fees and only the 5% sales commission. With two submissions that I've had so far with the cards that I've bought and sold uh, directly on the site, I've been very, very pleased with my experience with Starstock so far, and I'm definitely glad that they have been a sponsor and are currently a sponsor of of the show and of the the blog. And so, you know, they're definitely going to continue to be a part of my sales plan for the current rookies and prospects that fall into those sets they're currently focusing on. Um, I do hope they continue to expand the number of sets that they're accepting. So at this point, let me just kind of summarize my pros and cons of using Starstock. Some of the things that I think are going really well on the site so far and some of the areas that they can continue to make improvements to um, continue to grow to be a, a leader and a force in the industry as a marketplace. First, the pros. The number one pro in my mind is the low selling fees. There's no processing fees to submit cards and only your 5% sales commission. That are That's some of the lowest fees in the game, and I, I love it for that perspective. Also, the pace of innovation. When they opened, they opened with kind of a bare-bones functionality, almost like a live beta launch, and they've been very open to feedback and are consistently iterating and making improvement to the site's functionality. The way that it looked on day one and the way that it looks now are pretty different and um, or, or not different in like a wholesale change, but different in that they've added improvements based on the suggestions that users have made that make the site more usable and more functional. And so I'm a, I'm a big fan of their pace of innovation, and I only see that continuing into the future. Third pro is actual results. I've been very happy with the level of sales that I've had so far, both from what I submitted and what I flipped on the site, and I'm happy with both the sales frequency, how, how, how many sales and transactions that I've had, as well as the dollar amount that I have received from those sales. If you if you love rookie cards, this site is for you, um, especially even as a buyer. The focus on rookie cards of current players from the most popular sets allow the site to be clean and focused. So if you love prospect cards, if you love rookie cards, if you want kind of a narrow portfolio, if you will, of particular cards, particular players, then this is the site for you. If you want to collect a wide variety and breadth of certain players or certain sets, or if you're trying to build certain sets, Starstock isn't the site for you. But if you love those rookie cards, this is a great place to go and find them. All right, now some of the cons. 
there's still some functionality that they can implement to make the site a little bit better. There's still some improvements that can be made to reduce the number of clicks needed to navigate. It's kind of, I can't really explain every single one of those instances, but to generalize from a navigation and site functionality perspective, there are some things that you're trying to do on the site that still just seem to take a lot of clicks to get done, whether it comes to flipping or filtering your views and some of that kind of stuff. I think that will continue to improve as the site iterates. Um, I'm confident that they're gonna be able to continue to make it better and better based on what we've seen so far. Also, the, the workflow is still a little bit basic. I think there's some more structure around the submission and communication process that can be improved. For instance, in the last submission that I sent in, there was no acknowledgement of the parameters of the shipment and submission that I had. And so I knew that it had got there because I looked at tracking, but there was no like email that acknowledged, we received your shipment of 100 cards it is expected to be processed by this date. You will see cards start to hit your collection as we get them processed. There was nothing for the two weeks that it took um, before they started showing up, and then they just started showing up in my account. After they had started showing up in my account, I did get an email that said, we're working on getting your cards added to the, to the site, and they may, this may happen over the next several days but I'd love to see something a little bit earlier that just eases, makes that peace of mind a little bit better when you've sent in all these cards worth hundreds or thousands of dollars to know that they've got them, that they acknowledge that they have the number of cards that you sent, uh, et cetera, and, and that you can be confident that those cards are gonna get added to the right place. So I, I, I could just see them adding a little bit more of a robust communications workflow when it comes to things like submitting cards and, and doing some of that kind of stuff. And finally, like I mentioned earlier, um, I touched on in the pros. Personally, as a collector who likes to collect cards beyond rookies of modern players, that focus on only, a, only those rookie cards and only a few sets means that I'll still need to use other sites like ComC, Sportlots, and eBay to buy and sell a large portion of the business that I do, a large portion of the cards that I collect for myself and that I like to buy and sell to create a self-sustaining hobby. And so I've been very happy with the site so far for its intended purpose. I'm still not gonna be able to use it as a one-stop shop for my overall hobby needs. And so I think it's important that we understand that and that you understand that if you're considering it as a user it, it does what it's intended to do. It's been a great site for what their their intention is for the site, but that they know, and, and you have to know, that that leaves them open to missing out on a big portion of the hobby community. So those are my initial thoughts on my experience with Starstock up to this point, the things that I think are going really well and a few ideas on ways that they can continue to enhance the site. I would love to hear your opinion as well. Have you submitted cards? Have you tried to buy and sell on the site? Have you had cards shipped? That's one thing that I haven't tried yet is have any cards shipped to me to see what that process is like. But I would love to hear your experience with Starstock so far. And if you think that that will be uh, a site that you continue to integrate into your buying and selling experience. 
I also want to give a couple shout outs to a couple people who left five star reviews on Apple Podcast, MJR1974 and Gamble ATX. Both left five star reviews and some really nice comments. And so I really appreciate that. It, it really helps to reinforce what they're enjoying about the show and um, maybe even some ideas on what they think could be improved. But I really appreciate them leaving those ratings and reviews. And I would appreciate it if you did the same thing. If you've got any other feedback, you can reach out to me at waxpackhero at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. And I would love to hear any thoughts, ideas, or suggestions that you've got. Well, that's all I've got for you today. I'll catch you next time.